Blog Talk Radio. Say your radio. Monday nights. Let's get it started. If my board acts right. And it's not. It is Say Your Radio. I'm Miss Sandy. It is April 29, 2019. We're going to get this show started. Yeah. All right. Tell me your mind just said. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 Say Radio, I'm Miss Sandy. We got Nicole on. It is Monday, April 29, 2019. We're on Monday nights only. No more Friday nights. Friday nights for the next chapter. We're part of the D Hour Network family, which we are so proud to be a part of. Say It Radio is a unfiltered, no topic off limits type of show. Callers call in. We'll put you on. We do not screen calls. If you want to filter yourself, filter yourself. Give yourself a fake name, but chime in with your real opinions, your real two cents, so we can get some real authentic conversation in order to get real solutions. We may agree. We may agree to disagree. We may flat out disagree with each other. But the object of Say It Radio is to bring light to our real opinions about real things that concern us within our own lives, within our community, within our country, within whatever. In order for us for us to find real solutions, we have to bring our real thoughts and opinions to the table. That's what we do on Say Radio. If you want to tune in to tonight's discussion, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. If you just want to listen and be nosy, you can do that because we so appreciate y'all. You can um, listen live on Blog Talk Radio, which is www.blogtalkradio.com backslash D Hour Show, or go check out our new website, D Hour H O U R Network.com. You can listen to any show and just be nosy, just listen. And when you get some kahunas, some balls, some guts, you want to call in, let's do it. Say radio, call in. Let's get this show popping. You know what? Um, tonight's discussion. You know we got John Singleton. He passed away today, and that is way. That's really weighing on my heart. It's it's like um, life is so short. He's fifty one years old. E T News is reporting that um, his family pulled him off of life support today and um, also let it known he was he was struggling with hypertension, um, high blood pressure. 51 years old, you know, um, we're not promised today, tomorrow, the next hour. It's just really, really sad. Nicole, 
what is your um, your take on John Singleton and him passing and even um, um, oh maybe you don't care I like yes I mean you know life is short live every day like it should last and I mean you know that's all that's all you can do don't put off tomorrow what you can do today carpe diem all of those things you gotta it's go time every day every day so yeah it is those of you who don't know John Singleton he produced um Boys in the Hood which came out in the um early 90s and he's paved the way for a lot of uh up and coming now really popular actors but he gave a lot of roles to up and coming rappers and um you know unheard of you know just he just paved the way in putting real authentic um movies on the screen which was going on in real life like back in um California and just bringing what they were going through to the big screen um you know i just that is um you know just is just real sad cuz he's 51 you know he that's so young that is so young yeah we're going to uh we have a topic of today the topic of today i want to bring up and you want to get your opinion and nick i want to get your opinion and our listeners get your opinion about um also representatives you know oftentimes some people feel they need to sell a certain persona uh, representative of themselves when they're going through an interviewing process, whether it's interviewing for a job or whether it's interviewing for, you know, like you kind of, you do relationship dating. Are you putting forth a representative or are you being your authentic self? How much of yourself do you put forth and show your, your prospective employer or prospective mate? Do you reserve something? Do you embellish? Do you straight out lie? Do you just just give them a whole give them what you think they want and then you get the job, whether the that person, the relationship or that actual job, do you just do something totally opposite? Like how much are you being authentic to yourself? Do you think that's important? Do you think it's not? I wanna um Get your two cents on that. That's going to be very interesting. So we want to get into that topic. But in the meantime, Nicole, is there how was your weekend? Is there anything that sparked your your interest as far as news? What's going on with you? Get us updated. And silence. Oh. Oh, I, was on, I was on mute. I was on mute. <laughs> um, I've been, I'm, I've been out of the loop on social media um, lately, and as well as the news. Um, yesterday, I attended attended a conference for my job, and um, that was like the highlight of my weekend. And so. Um, it was very informative. I got to meet like a lot of the big wigs of the company, um, um, and possibly a mentor um within the company and it was just exciting. It was the first time like I ever really felt like I worked for a company opposed to just going into a job every day that I really don't like. Um 
when you're on the mm. ground, it's one of those it's it's one of those jobs where you just feel like a worker bee, and this is just it. But that conference yesterday, it changed my mind, um, my outlook on a lot of things. And one of the the workshops that I um I attended was called transitioning from craft into management. And so they were, you know, just discussing how you, in order to basically be in management, you already, you have to have already done it in your mind. You can't get into management and then say, okay, I'm a, this is what I'm going to do. You have to change your whole mindset and prepare yourself because it all starts in your mind first. Like if you tell your mind, I can't do it, you can't do it. But if you tell your mind, I got this, and I'm going to give it my my 100% effort and make it happen, then more than likely you will succeed. And they said, basically, you know, it's okay to fail, but turn that around and make your comeback. You know, you don't always succeed in everything that you do, um, but failure is your best teacher. And so, you know, I walked away with a lot of nuggets. I walked away with a lot of contacts. And so I just have a whole different perception of um, the company that I work for. And so that, that was the highlight of my weekend. That's what's, like, pushing me and keeping me going. And, you know, I've always been told that I'm meant to be in leadership. And so I'm just looking forward to this new journey. And making that happen. So, but as far as social media, um, I did see on my Google timeline about John Singleton and his passing. Um, his mom is trying to um, basically be his executive and take over, you know, all of his his stuff. Um, but it's really sad and unfortunate because he actually went to the hospital, I guess, maybe having a problem with his leg. His leg was bothering him, only to find out that I think he had, like, some blood clots. And then he had a stroke while he was in the hospital. So he was trying to take care of the problem. It's just, you know, maybe time wasn't on his side. And it's a hard, I believe, it's a hard, it has to be a hard decision to be able to take your loved one off of life support because you want to see them make that turnaround. And um, so, you know, the prayers are with his family and um, and everyone that's close to him. And we really did lose a great one. And, um, yeah, that's what I have. How was your weekend? What was the highlight of your weekend? Oh, um, actually, it's several revelations. Um, first, my oldest son, his graduation is coming up. Um, it's actually Mother's, Mother's Day weekend. Um, he's graduating, and he has his job lined up, data analytics, Michelin. I'm so proud of him. So he was showing me his, um, well, pictures of the furniture he's putting into his apartment and stuff like that and his style. And, and it's, it's, you know, and, uh, and 
sitting back and looking at my youngest, he can get he didn't get a chance to go to his um, weekend um, AAU tournament this weekend. You know, funds are tight, things are kind of tight, but to see him um, just elevate mature, this is maturity, and to see his how he's preparing himself for. Um, this this tournament coming up this weekend, and he's going to be able to go to that. And just to see his outlook, and you know, I I feel more at peace in this stage. Now I can kind of focus on what Sandy really loves and really wants. Um, so this is that space that I'm in in my life right now because uh, I'm making a huge career change, and and just incorporating more so what I really love to do, and that's marketing, and that's um, building, bridging the disconnect between, you know, my clients and our customers, and, you know, just, you know, just doing what I just really love to do. You know, like you were saying, like, some people just go to work just to get a check, just to pay bills. That was probably my whole life, you know, whether it's corporate aspects. You know, I'm just a worker bee. You know, and being in organizations where, you know, I don't feel like I was really appreciated. Um, but to see, you know, to listen to what you're saying, that now you feel like, you know, they see your value. And I think when a company, when a company that you've been working for, especially even if you're working there for a long time, it takes that one person, management or whoever, say, you know what? We have a lot of value in this person right there. To get, you know, when you see value in the people that work for you or work with you, you can build bridges and monuments together. Um, um, and that's pivotal because some people don't even get that in a lifetime. They work to pay bills or they work for others or I'm just saying working for others is bad, but they're not being they're not fulfilling their dream. And um so I'm saying if you're able to do that or able to tap into a glimpse of what you want, you go for it because life is short. Life is short. So I'm always pushing my kids to their dream. Don't be afraid to go for it and um and if Tell them not to have kids at an early age or, you know, and maybe not get married at an early age because when you're out there living, you're just doing you. I'm just able to do this and have this mindset because my kids are a lot older. You know, I couldn't really do that when they were younger. So, I mean, that's good, and I, I'm happy for you because you so deserve it, and I, I you always had a leadership quality about you. And um, it's like you could think about yourself, but sometimes it seems like it's not authentic to someone else validates it for some odd reason. But um, so I guess my weekend was paying blessings to um, my accomplishments, which were my kids, and uh, looking at what I really can do and um, and just going to ride it out and just See where it, where where it takes me. So that's what it is. So I, um, I'm in a very blessed. I feel very thankful, very a blessed state, a very thankful place. 
Um, so that's where I was. It's an aha. I had an aha moment uh, this weekend. Ah, aha. I'm, I'm, I got this. I got this. I'm going to win. You're going to win, too. And um, our listeners, you know, whatever you're going through, um, incorporate what you love and what you want in there somehow. Um, that's all I got to say. Incorporate that, A, because life is too short. Not to. <sighs> so, absolutely. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was thinking, I have been posting, and this is so crazy, um, you know, in regards, you know, of our, our topic, which we're going to dive into, um, do you leave with your representative, you know, and when looking for a job or um, your a relationship or whatever you're really, you know, um, those of you who don't know, um, P. Diddy, Puffy, you know, he's bad boy, rapper, um, entrepreneur, you know, just everything. And he has a lot of kids, beautiful kids. His, um, one of his kids' mother, Kim Porter, who passed away um, earlier this year, uh, he had three, by, well, three kids by her. One, Quincy, which is, um, he assumed the father role because when he met her, she had a son by Albie Shore. That's Albie Shore's biological son, but he is he claims Quincy as his son, which is great. Um, she and then he has uh, three biological kids with Kim, um, twins, two girls, and a son. And when Kim Porter passed, her and Puffy were not together. He was actually dating Cassie. And Cassie had been with him for years and years. A lot of people are like, Sandy, why do you care about these celebrities? They're not you, this and that. You know, but at the end of the day, they're human. You know, they're like you and me, they're human. And because they're in the limelight, what they go through in their personal level is also highlighted. So a lot of things they go through, a lot of us average people, we go through, but our shit is not highlighted. It's not on the spotlight. So I like to, you know, I do see them. And I pay attention because a lot of things, stuff they go through is like what we go through. But, you know, we are not highlighted. We could choose not to talk about it. They have no choice because they're in the limelight. And and now, you know, Puffy, P. Diddy, he's on social media and every news outlet, Essence, professing his love for Kim Porter, who has now passed. And he has professed his this woman loved me unconditionally. She had my back when no, just everything. So I, my my question is, why appreciate her and now see her value? Now she's dead, but he couldn't see her value when she was alive because he never committed to her. He never married her. So, I, you know, it goes back to, you got to incorporate your value, your worth somewhere in your life. You know, um, how much do you give to a job and a relationship? You're not getting really, really what you want and deserve in return. I got so many questions. I got so many questions. 
I just know we got a short life. We got a, sh- a short show. We got a two-hour show. It's a twenty. Am I making sense, Nick? Or am I all Oliver Place? I just um. Well, for me, that falls under the category of the one that got away. So even though she's passed, she's still the one that got away. He never denied the fact that he didn't love her and he wasn't crazy about her. But, you know, he lived a rock star lifestyle where he could have any woman that he wanted. And one of the things that I believe that I saw that he posted was the fact that he was scared. And they were best friends. So, you know them just their type of relationship that they had might have overshadowed the romantic part of it, of him committing, because he maybe he figured, well, I got you in my life as my best friend, so I'm just going to take advantage of that. Meanwhile, I already realized I can't mess around on you. You don't have enough of my shit, so I'm going to let you live your life and do you until I get my shit together. Maybe that was his thought process. Everybody always thinks they got till tomorrow to fix shit or they got till next year to fix it. But you don't, you never know. So I think the bottom line was that he took her presence for granted, thinking that he still, he could buy time before he was ready for her. And so she dealt with a lot with him, him, and I'm sure he cheated because there was a lot of overlap between his relationship with her and his relationship with Cassie. So, um, and they also have a, uh, he made a child with another woman around the same age as his twin. Exactly. So, you know, at what point, like, you know, okay, so enough is enough. She finally drew the line and said, you know what, you can have it. You can have him. You can have it. You know, we got to be cool because we have kids. But I just really think that she was the one that got away, and he just finally realized it, like that he made a big mistake. But like most men, well, I'm not say most men. I'm going to say people. We don't understand a good thing until it's gone. And so then once it's gone, then you reflect on it. And you you think about all of your woulda, coulda, shoulda. And so, you know, and I believe that this is a part of his mourning process. He's talking about it a lot more because it's helping him to be able to deal with it. And I believe that the more you talk about things, um, and get stuff out of off of you because we as a people we internalize a lot because oh we got to be strong or you know that's just how we were we were raised you got to be strong you can't cry toughen up you know but I think it's good for him to go through this process because it's humbling him and you're seeing a different a softer side of him opposed to that more asshole um, arrogant egotistical person that he portrayed before. Now you see him mm-hmm. as more like a family man. He's more into his children. He took for granted that he can up and go and do whatever he wanted. Now he has to be a full-time parent. 
which he never did, mm-hmm. done before because the women that he had children with actually were good mothers. So he never had to worry about that. So sometimes some things in life is God awakening you and bringing you down and making you humble um, to the things that you are allowed and you've been blessed with in life. And, you know, it's unfortunate that she was maybe like, let's say the sacrificial lamb of his life to maybe get them together. But not saying on no Illuminati type stuff. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. it's a shame that it took him losing her for him to um, soften up or for him to come back down. Because, you know, you can go so high and God got a way of knocking you right down. And and then Mm -hmm. you be like, well, why, but why? But then you learn the lesson along the way as to why. Oh, this is why. You know, so I think that um, I like this dude. I like him. I like Mm -hmm. like the person that he's, um, he has been forced to become now. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't like the other side of him, you know, before Kim Porter passed. Because he was too arrogant mm-hmm. to me. Um, self-centered. So very was, self-centered. Yeah, very, very self-centered, um, narcissistic um, type trait. Um, but, you know, she understood who she was dealing with. And, you know, she did love herself more and to allow him to she- do him. And she loved him more. Uh, I felt like she loved him more than she yeah. loved herself. That's my point. That's my opinion. Well, I think at some point that probably, well, we can't never say. We can't never say. They, yeah. I think that they just had a really good co-parenting relationship. And it's like they just were really good friends. When it was all said and done, it wasn't about them. In their failed relationship or whatever, it was about them children. And I like mm-hmm. I like that. Like me and my kids' father, we we're not Kim Porter and and Diddy stage of friends, but we are cool to the point where you know we have a lot of conversations about the kids and, you know, we don't go through the kids to communicate. He calls me and we got teenagers. Most Mm -hmm. people, you know, they call the kids directly, but we communicate. Mm -hmm. Therefore it's never, you know, a miscommunication when it comes down to them and they know that they cannot play us against one another. So I appreciate that about our relationship. Um, it didn't. It wasn't easy getting here, <laughs> but we're here, and I I enjoy it. I I can appreciate it because that brings less stress to my life. You know, there's always going to be kinks, but you work through them. Um, I don't expect him to be perfect, but you know, I do expect for him to do his job. Um, so I do I do come down on them sometimes because I'm a little overwhelmed. But you know, I just think like with with 
with Diddy and Kim Porter, we can never really say who loved who more. Um, what I can say is maybe he was with the person that allowed him to be um, in the character that he desired to be at the time. So Cassie rolled out with him for a real long time. He never gave her, he never really, her career never took off while she was with him. She basically was his muse. So um, I was I was glad that they broke up, honestly. Um, and well, you actually, know, when Kim Porter died, him and Cassie weren't together anymore. When Kim Porter oh, died, yeah, they had broken up. Cassie rushed to his side to comfort him, but that's mighty big of her because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I will be able to do that. Right. And I'm just saying, especially when you hear all of the stories, you've never heard of him like directly um, disrespecting Kim Porter in the aspect of um, tearing her down. But I've always heard little stories here and there about the treatment of Cassie with him. All I can say is this. You know, we talked, we had a pop-up show with uh, Young Jock earlier, um, mm-hmm. um, mid last week, and we were talking about conforming. And those of you guys that are tuning in, this is Say Radio, I'm Miss Sandy, that's Nicole. And uh, we were talking about, it really stemmed from, kind of a self-reflection how important do you value yourself um and we're going to get into the job aspect but also in your relationships and we brought up well i brought up uh p diddy puff daddy and his relationship with his um his um late child's mother children's mother rather kim porter and we're talking about his relationship with cassie another woman he dated um in between him and Kim Porter, you know, he was this, you know, ultimate playboy, P. Diddy, ultimate playboy. And from the outside looking in, we, talk, you know, the conforming. And just a play on, if you if you caught our uh, pop-up show with Young Jock, we're talking about people conforming to be in a relationship, to be with a particular person. From the outside looking in, I felt like Kim Porter, Cassie, um, they did their best to love him for whatever life stage and space he was at, trying to respect respect his his space and to conform to his world. So you're trying to conform and respect his space, but you're doing all this at a compromise. I'm thinking compromising yourself and your happiness and what truly what you want for yourself. Um, and at one point, we'll one look at themselves and say enough is enough, you know, um, whether it's you're in a job and you and say you, you work just to pay the bills, to just put your kids through college or to pay for their extracurricular activities, but you're really not getting anything that you really want in return or versus when you um, you're doing this to be supportive, be that, that, that muse, that friend that he needs, that understands him, that can pick him up to, to do this, and or vice versa. It could be a, you know, gender reverse kind of situation. How much are you willing to give of yourself 
and not really get what you really want in return? How long are is how long are you going to do that? Um, how long are you going to do that? As, you know, the representative. I'm going to show you what you what I think you want to see. I want to say the things that I think you know you need to hear because I want to help you. I want to help you meet your dream. I want to help show you that I'm not here to hurt you. I'm going to help you do all of this with no reflection of the Wolfen the Wolfen theory. What's in it for me? So, you know, let's, let's think about that. Just think about that. Let's get into some music. I'm gonna play some music. You know, I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna start off with that that uh, that new song with Young Jock. We played on the pop up show. We're gonna go from there. But think about that. You want to chime in tonight's discussion? Please do so by calling six four six 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 eight two five seven four. You just want to listen. We so appreciate y'all. Listen. Um, tune in live. www blogtalkradio.com backslash the hour show or go to our website d hour s h o u r network.com let's get this music let's think about it get to some discussions I was crying the breeze I like the sun to hit I shine like the sun all of my diamond glitch I sleep in designer I got a ton of drip I want to flood the bitch send me a dog my focus on money I could do rats on me. Don't fuck with my money. You be your casualty. It's all about time. That pedicle book on me. Y'all on my line. Look at what I'm fuck on me. Yeah, on the man, on the man, yeah. Bitch, don't want the man, yeah. Foul is nothing new to me, baby. Been had them bands out. Yeah. Leave she all over me. Gotta make sure I stand out. Fuck it, I got it up out the mud. Never had my hand. Better get back before I clean back. Fuck all that chit chat. Leave your slump, don't let you keep back. Made 10 mil in my first year. 10 carats in both fields. Paid 10k for the Cartier. Just so I can see clear. She's cutting all over my fashion. Goddammit, these diamonds be dancing. I throw it up Monday at Magic. She eat up the dick like a savage. The same niggas sit on the block with me. The same niggas go to the top with me. The same nigga hopping out Rory. Them bitches be firing like we hit the lottery. I like the sun to hit. I shine like the sun. All of my diamond glitch.
do you show of yourself? Do you show a false representation, semi-truth, semi-not? Do you be your authentic self? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's open this discussion up. Say radio, tune in, chime in, 646-668-2574. Just want to listen. By all means, listen. Blogtalkradio.com backslash the hour show and website the dash hour show h o u r s h o w network dot com. That's what it is. Nicole, representative, do you lead with the representative? How important is the representative? Um, interviewing process, dating process. How much of yourself? Are you truly showing the candidate, whether personal or business-wise? I don't know where she's at, but hopefully she'll chime in. All I can say is this. Okay, I was on mute again. Um, Lord, you in the, um, <laughs> the aspect of getting a job, you um, you absolutely have to lead in with your representative because you're selling yourself. You don't want to show the same person that you might be at home or the person that you are with your girlfriends because that's not what that's all about. Um, And we discussed this before, and it was said that, you know, everybody has a representative, and I do believe that to be true. Um, you 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 do you you have to know how to turn certain things on and off. Like you can't go in the interview being your true self uh, and cussing. Yeah, let me tell you why I want this MNF job, and this is why because I'm gonna be a month run down. But you can't you can't go in an interview like that and thinking you're gonna get a job. So you go in there with with your representative and your representative is going to say the, the, the reason why I'm the best candidate for this job is X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So to a certain extent, yeah, you're going to, you have to, your representative has to show up in a lot of aspects of your life. You cannot take your true self with you on down every path in your life especially if your plan is to work for somebody. But even if you're working for yourself, you still have to send in your representative because you may have to negotiate deals. So you can't cut somebody out and expect them to work with you, you know? So you have to send in your representative to represent you and the best parts of you um, in order to sell yourself and your business or, you know, your worth. So in that aspect, um, I do believe that you send in your representative. Um, as it pertains to, to a relationship. Right here. And this, what, I'm gonna, I, I have to give my rebuttal on the representative in regards to workplace. And this okay. is me, Ms. Sandy. I disagree. Um, I disagree about the representative. I believe that presentation is key. You know, um, you got to think about you know, a lot of your, you know, usually a lot of your 
life is going to be spent at work, okay? And imagine, um, so if you are going to be not really who you are in that place of employment, you're going to be miserable. You are absolutely going to be miserable. Hypertension, stressed, whatever. And sometimes some jobs come with that. I understand that. But I, as far as you were, you're talking about, Nick, it's like if that person's really, they're cursing, they're this, there's that. I have jobs. I have, you know, positions where, you know, sales reps and we're we're all in a meeting and people are really cursing. They're upset because things are not, you know, being um, produced fast enough or they promised their customers certain things and where's the company we're not able to deliver on what was promised and people are cursing their asses off in this damn meeting. So that's who they are. But I also think, you know, it's not that you change who you are, you deliver it's the presentation. It's a presentation and how it's delivered to you. Um, I want to know that you're able to handle the job, that you that we are focused on the same goal. We can execute the goal. I don't have to hold your hand. You're not, you know, we're 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 in this together. You know, I'm you know, so if I believe I'm the person that could meet and exceed this goal or these expectations, I'm that person, and I want to convey that, but I don't need to sell a certain – I don't need to bullshit you about it. I'm not – like, for yes, me, me I'm not a great act. – I'm not a great actress. I can't act. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to act, but you, I just believe things I – just, I just believe – this is my belief, not to say it's right, wrong, or indifferent. This is just my opinion. Okay, I – it's like – I you like no one has to rock with what I'm saying at all. You ain't gotta do it. And if you disagree with it, it doesn't mean that you're right, I'm wrong, or I'm wrong, you're right, or whatever that case is. I just believe things need to pre- present it a certain way, both um, in the interviewing process when you're um, going for a job, or your interviewing process going for a pers- uh, relationship. You know. It just needs to be presented. Presentation is okay. is often valued, more about it's valuable. But I would rather get presented with the truth versus you selling me a a bed full of bullshit. But nobody said that you had to sell them a bed full of bullshit. What we're saying is, uh, first impressions mean everything. On your first impression on people, that's that's lasting. So sometimes you your what what that person revealed to you in first meeting, um, and then later on you you see that person again. What you're gonna remember is the way that you first met them. So it's not. It's not giving them a bed of bullshit. It's just a matter of when you're going, for instance, for a job, you're going to put your, you are selling yourself. You're trying to let them know that, hey, I'm the best candidate for this position. And you you trying to own it. So it's not selling them bullshit. It's selling them yourself. You're selling them who you are. 
um, for that position, not who you are as a person. It's two different things. So that's when your representative comes in because that's a, that's that's something you know y- your true self might might want to go in there and be like, look, let's cut the shit. You know I'm the best candidate for this job. You see my resume. Go ahead and hire me. This is my job. That's what your mind want to say, but that can't come out your mouth. So you, you know what? Say, it all depends. No, it all to me. It all depends on where that person is in their life space. Like um, I remember going on, a, you know, an interview, and I'm in that in that office, and I could feel the stress. You know that people that are already working there, they're under. And and I did my research before going to that company. They have a high turnover rate. So when you're interviewing, you're interviewing that company for you as well as they're interviewing you for that company or that role. It's a two-way street, just as in a relationship. It's not just, yes, sir, I got to be whatever you want me to be. Because sometimes you are in that space in your life. Because I've been in that. I've been in that space where, Gosh, I just need a job. I would just be whoever you want me to fucking be because I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. This is what the fuck I got to do. So I'm at the mercy. I will be who the fuck you want me to be because I need to get paid. Okay? Yes, and I understand that. But if you're looking for, a, a you know, a, a, you know, a company and a you know, a place to want to have longevity with, you want to grow with. It's a two-way street about the interviewing process, whether it's a relationship, whether it's an employment. you got to interview them as well. So if you see things like, oh, you know, I can see people cannot advance in this company. Now, if you're in a space like, I don't want to advance, I just want to ride it out till I retire, just give me my motherfucking job description. Don't ask me to do no more, no what, no less what's in this job description. I can ride it out. There's nothing wrong with that. Be honest about where you are in your space. But if you are in your life space where you want to grow and be appreciated, okay, like you, you, you feel that you're in right now, going to that convention and seeing a possible a mentor where you could actually elevate and grow within your company. Um depending on how long you're willing to be with the company to get that recognition, some people want that recognition within two to three years. Some people don't get that recognition to 10, 15, 20 years into the – all depends on where you are in your life space. If you're in a life space where I'm interviewing, but I'm, I, you know, I believe I can fit what you're looking for in this position, but I want to make sure that you can fit what I want as well so we can continue to grow together. And I can continue to advance as you see I'm accomplishing what I said I can do. So, I, you know, I just think representative, mm, I think how you deliver, you know, and what you get out of it. Are you getting what you really want from this connection? If it's just a paycheck and security to pay your bills and put food on the table, fine. Yes. Yes, sir, I'll be what you want to be. I'll be there, sir. Don't worry about it. What you say you need, I'll do it, sir. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. Or it could be like, you know what, I'm so done just giving my job. I want to go home exactly when it's time for me to go home. I ain't trying to elevate. You ain't even got to remember my name. I'm good. 
I'm good. And there's nothing wrong with that space. I just think people have to understand what they want from their life. We get one life. There's no do-overs, no reruns, no nothing. You understand what's important. Um, if you are back against a wall, shit, you know, sometimes I feel, and I'm like that right now. At my age, sometimes I feel like my back is against the wall. Like, you know, am I going to get paid? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? It's it's, it's hard. Um, but it's the same thing, too. It's like I know my value. I know my worth. I know I can bring a lot of value. So it's it's a compromise. But I don't think a rough is – I don't need to necessarily just sell something <sighs> – I just I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's different. I don't know. I just think it's different. Well, I think your mind gets caught up on the wrong thing because you're on this whole journey about I got to be true to who I am. If I can't be me, then I don't want nothing to do with it. And that's not what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is the fact that, you know, you're not you're not getting a job to bring out your personality all the time. You're getting your job to make a check and, and 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 be able to pay your bills and eat and do all the things that you want to do. So you have to um you it's I think that is just that we we talking about on the interview process. So on the interview process you have to sell yourself. Once you get into the company as you talked about with, like, the people in the meetings and they were cussing or whatever, okay, that's because now they're in. Now they, you know, they're 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 in, they're clicked in or whatever, and, and maybe this is the way that these business meetings are conducted, where you can, you know, let loose and, and slip in some F-bombs or whatever. So that's fine, but on the initial trying to get a job, you have to send in your best self, the best version of you. And we that's have just a my on, belief. We have a caller on 402. 402, please chime in. Give us your input on the representative. How do you feel the representative plays um, in looking for a job or relationship? One of the job aspects, 402, what's your two cents? Oh, well, my two cents is Dragon Slayer, and my two Dragon cents basically Slayer. is, it is I. Uh, you know, I think that if we're talking about a job, um, we do have to sell our best self. We do have to present our best self, and if everybody else is cussing up a storm, uh, that doesn't give you the license to do such as, as they because you're not a employed by the company yet. And so, um, you know, there's some etiquette that should be involved uh, when it comes to that. We all have to sell ourselves to some extent, and we all have this facade in which we have to present this nice, eligible person for a relationship or for a job. Not to say that you're not being yourself because that's a part of you. It's not you in, in its entirety, but it's a part of you. So... That's my opinion. What did you say? You know, I you know I agree. Yeah, Nicole, she agrees with you. I feel that uh, it's not about selling a certain 
aspects. I just think presentation. You present yourself a certain way, but still incorporate who you are in that presentation. And I'm not saying cursing up the storm or whatever. I'm not saying, you know, that that's presentation. I think I was watching an episode, old episode of the Cosby show, and this is me, Miss Sandy speaking. And it was that, that episode where Denise, not Denise, but um, Vanessa went up to college her freshman year and she came, came back from break and she was engaged to dadness. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember this episode. So she was not a, yeah, he was he was the head of custodian. He was not a student at her university. He was the head of custodian. Um and and when she came back to back home, she didn't tell her parents that she met this man and she was in love and that she was engaged. You know, so they got hit with all this information this one meeting. Like hit with all this information. Now, Dadness, her boyfriend or fiance at the time, he knew a lot about her parents and her upbringing because they spent a lot of time together while, obviously, when she was at school. So fast forward into that episode where, you know, Dadness, you know, he's eager to meet Dr. Huxtable and Claire Huxtable. He's all eager. And they're apprehensive, like, we don't even like you. Who's you? What? We sent our daughter to school to go get her first semester, and she coming back talking about she in love and she – and she is um, engaged, and she it just doesn't make any sense. So he never changed who he was, and I think, and at first Heathcliff and Claire Huxtable's characters, the parents of the, they did not receive him, and Heathcliff said, "We didn't receive you because of the way you were presented to us. You were actually a very good man, a very good person." But the way you were presented to us, it's like you're a steak, a filet mignon, and they put it on a – our daughter put it on a a garbage pail lid, you know, and just said, here, this is what it is. Good steak, but you can't appreciate the steak because it was delivered to you, you know, not tactfully. So it's – I can say be who you are. But present it, present it in a way that it it can be received. That's you know, it's not Sandy. faking yourself. That's the whole we, thing. It's not faking yourself. Nobody said that, and we're actually saying the same thing. You just don't like the way that we use certain words. You can't get past them, but we're saying the same thing. You can be yourself, but you're presenting yourself in a way that, you know, will get you the job. It's the same thing as you have to sell yourself. Presenting, selling, same thing. Remember, Jock told you it's a book called The Thesaurus. It's all synonyms. It's the same thing. So, But, you know, the representative, you know, like, let's, let's look at our president, President Trump, right? Look, look, look at Roseanne. And a lot of people, they really like Trump. He is who he is. He doesn't apologize for it. It's like, this is who I am. And I mentioned Roseanne Barr. Roseanne has been the same forever. You know what I'm saying? Either you rock with her or you don't. So I would hate for somebody, you sell me a representative. Because let me tell you something. In a relationship standpoint, I fell for a representative, and that's not who he was. He gave me everything I wanted to hear and everything to get 
whatever he felt he needed from me and then turned into who who he really was. I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. I have a huge problem when you do something and then backtrack. Oh, I mean, not to say you don't have entitled to change your mind, but you are who you are. But do not sell no. me a false or you know representative of yourself, and that's not who you are. Well, I think that that's all of everybody. I mean, he just showed you a part of it. I mean, it doesn't have to be that when people say that you showing me your true self, it's always associated with something negative. I think he showed you everything, a part of him. No one person is a part of one, I mean, one, like a monolithic person where they just have one facet. People adjust to their environment. They adjust to their conditions. They may show you something that's a facade, but that's part of them because they're showing you that. And so I don't understand why your true self is always something associated with when someone shows something negative or or something um, condescending or callous or any of those negative aspects, because I think that we're, we're multiple people. We're a lot of people. That, well, I you mean, know what, that's we just have to, I, I mean, we, sometimes we're nice, sometimes, sometimes we're not nice, sometimes we're evil, sometimes all of that stuff. And somebody may catch you on the wrong day. I may act a different way in, in church as I do on a date, as I do on an uh, a interview. It depends on the circumstance. All of those things are who we are. You just saw a part of him that may be the majority of him that you didn't like. So we're not just mm-hmm. one or That's a lot of times, or a lot of times, we don't look deep before we leak. So he might have shown you who he was or who you who you saw him to be later on in the beginning. But because you were so goo-goo-gaga, you missed it. So, you know, sometimes I, I, it, it takes time. You got to get to know a person. We See, that's why I always talk about the microwave relationship, because we don't take the time to build the relationship and get to know the person to find out if we like them enough to sleep with them and let them in our circle before, you know, like we do it backwards. And that's a lot of the problem. I want to put, you know, you guys did hit, um, Dragon Slayer, you did hit on this, and um, Nicole, you did start to touch on this. What you guys are saying is that um, just the representative is not necessarily a negative aspect or representation, and it could be a very factual in who you are, but not all of who you are. And so what that when you said that, Dragon Slayer, it brought me to a T.I. quote that he, I did an interview with The Breakfast Club, and he said, you know, people ask him, are you a trapper? Are you a rapper? Are you, what is this? Are you a ladies' man? And he was like, his response is, I'm all of it, motherfucker. I'm all of it. I'm a rapper. I'm a, I'll, I'm an activist. I'll go lead the march on Sunday, go um, tuck my kids on in their bed on on Saturday, and go kiss your girl on the Tuesday. So whatever he said, he's like, I'm all of it. <laughs> and I had a laugh because that's pure ownership um, of that. It's pure ownership, and it's and it's true, you know. Because you, for me, I can just speak for myself. You know, you could in a relationship aspect, you can see maybe several aspects of 
that guy or that person you're inter- interested in and magnify the the part of them that you like. And you probably magnify that more bigger than what it really is, the percentage that really encompasses their personality. So as Dragon Slayer was like, that's a percentage of them. So what you like is really maybe, maybe 10% of who they are. And you probably magnify that because you like them so much. You magnify that to be like 85%, 90%, when it really is only 10%. And then you get involved in them, and you start looking for, where is that 10% that I like? I like that. Was it? You showed me that 10% when I first met you. Remember that? What you were showing me? Can I meet that person again? And they're not even there no more. Now you probably invest. You got kids, got a house. Got, you know how you invest? You can't, even get this, you can't even get out without filling the big dent. Because you leaked based on the ten percent that you saw. Boom. Yeah. That shit was uh, 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 Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I guess we are in, in agreement that basically people have are multifaceted in a lot of instances, and so you know sometimes you may bring out the wrong in a person or the mm-hmm. person that is maybe negative or positive, you know. One person's trash is another person's treasure. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we don't necessarily know from one person to the next how they react. It depends on the circumstance. But, you know, that's, the, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pitiful. That, 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 that was like a revelation. Look at that. We kumbaya up in this bitch tonight. Okay, I get it, you know. So, you know, it, I think it's vital. Um, um, I don't know how you incorporate that in, uh, you know, you highlight that aspect of yourself more so to get the job than do whatever when you get you get on the job or in the relationship. Um, I, I know that I, I played a representative, you know, at one point, and the more I became who Sandy was, um, it turned him off, and this is regarding a relationship standpoint. Like, he didn't like me talking so much. He didn't like me, you know, cursing so much. He didn't like a lot of aspects of where I'm comfortable with Sandy being in this aspect. You know, we talked on the pop-up show with Young Jock and Nicole where, you you know, he requires you to do that because it, it looks good on you, and that's where you are, and I get that, but if if you like you, you know, if you love you and that you love that aspect of you, how much of that do you want to change? You know, because that's what he wants. You know, I and I don't okay. I don't understand that. Okay, so if he didn't like the fact that mm, you cursed a lot, what's wrong with not cursing? Because clearly well, because you can turn it on and off. Cause do you curse right. around your mother? So oh, I, I may is, drop some. No, Liz, that was a question. I I may drop some. I may drop some bombs or whatever. But the thing is, it goes on to what uh, you know. We talked about P Diddy earlier in the first hour, and he were talking about how P Diddy really feels like Kim Porter. You know, his the mother, his three children. She passed away, and he, there's a post on um, Instagram where he says. I always felt like God had sent her. Nobody could love me the way she loved me. Um, she loved me through some real shit. So 
when a person, when you're able to show a person who you really are and they still love you and still stand by you and still are riding for you, what is wrong with, you know, me as a woman feeling like I just, why can't I just be Sandy? I know how to, yes, I know how to turn it on and turn it off, but sometimes I feel like I want to explode. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to look pretty. Sometimes I feel fat and bloated and face breaking out. I want to be loved oh. in that space as well. I deserve it. That That's fine, but it also goes back to the conversation that we had with Young Jock where he said it's nothing wrong with changing if it's going to be for the betterment of yourself. So if a person, I like to you, like cursing is a part of your language, right? So you're comfortable with that. That's the way that you express yourself. That's fine. Okay, but what's wrong with using a few less curse words? What's wrong with, you know, why why do you need to use those words to, to feel like you being the true, your true self? Because you don't have to use them. You choose to use them. And those words right. don't define who you are. So if a person says, baby, I love you, you know, but if you could just stop, if you could cut back on the cussing because, you know, it makes you look less attractive. But, you know, I still love you, but, you know, just try to cut down on that. That's not him trying to change who you are. It's just saying, baby, I want better for you. And that doesn't make you look good. That's fine. Okay, so me, I disagree. I, you know, one thing about when I would talk to you, yeah, I disagree. This is saying that disagree. You know, I, I, you know, one thing I, I get the feedback um, from majority of you know my associates, my friends. They say one thing I like about you, Sandy, is that you accept me for who I am. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to alter who I am to fuck with you, to rock with you, and you don't judge me for the things I do. So they always say treat people how you want to be treated. So that's how I want to be treated. So I don't want to be judged. Now, I remember dating a guy who said he preferred a woman to have longer hair. I always had short hair, cute little cuts, pixie cuts, whatever, had short hair. I started growing my hair out. It just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't sandy. It wasn't, it, it didn't rock with it. You know, just, that wasn't me. So I ended up cutting my hair thinking he was going to say something. He never said anything. I was like, why didn't you say anything about my hair? He said, what about your hair? I said, you always have told me, like, you always wanted to date, you know, you preferred women with longer hair. I then got my hair all cut up. He said, like, I don't give a fuck about your hair. I said, at one point you did. He's like, I'm more connected to you than your hair. <laughs> so that is the point. When someone wants to magnify that you need to look a certain way or be a certain way or act a certain way. I just think that's the beginning stages of you guys getting to know each other, that microwave stage. Uh, We talked in a previous show about Prince and his first wife. He required her to wear full-fledged makeup to lay down and go to bed at night because he wanted to see her at her her best. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But not even looking at her character and who she is as a person. You know, my sons, you, they can get no haircut for six months. I can still love them and be there for them and not even care about their fucking hair. Or they get whatever. It's like the mouth and your hair, you're missing the content and character of who that person is. You're more so not concerned about your, my image. Not necessarily. But my image. Not and necessarily. I, that's not, personally, that's not what I want. 
not necessarily. It's not that they're missing who you are. Are they just because what good is it to be with a person if you can't um, help them grow? Like, I don't, you know, people come in your life for reasons and seasons. And a lot of times these seasons are for lessons. And it's what you take from the lesson. Like somebody right. telling you, you know, to curse less is not them saying you can't be who you are. It's just saying it's it's a growth method. Like if you're not willing to grow, then you're going to want to stay who you are and do and continue to do what you're doing. Growth is you have to evolve. Like you can't be the same but if person. You equate, if, you, if, you, if you equate growth as to just words, so I see the no, person that, it's not just no, words. No, no, listen. I'm talking what about I'm saying, but in general. Okay, so you lose the term in general. Okay. So why do you feel like you have to? Well, okay, so look. Listen. So listen. why do you no, feel no, no, no. like it's necessary to the, to curse to define who you are? Because, okay, see, you for saying instance, curse, you, you would think, no, has, you know, Nicole, listen, hold on. Just hold on, listen. You're associating growth and cursing as the same thing, okay? Everybody, to me, this is Miss Sandy speaking, everybody's in a different space in their life. And I get what you're saying. If you feel like this person is trying to help you evolve and grow, right? I get that and understand that. But that person may not be in the space to receive that because they may be fine with who they are. I don't like you your hair looking this way. I think you should put a perm in. I think you should do this. This is going to help you look better and land whatever job you think. And that person says, I get that you want me to look like that or present myself or speak a certain way. However, I'm cool and happy with where I'm at, okay? And you don't like it. I get it. But under- and that's okay. But you understand- don't like it. But you don't have to like it. And I'm okay not being with you. Okay, so there's a difference. Everybody's in a different space. So in order, like, we cannot change anyone. You may meet a person, like, I can help them, you know, evolve and, and get them to a certain plateau where they can just excel. And maybe so. But if they're not in a space to receive that, or maybe they are fine where they are, they have every right to be in that place. It's not an argument. It's not a debate. Either you can love that person for where they are and who they are, or you cannot. It's like being with somebody because of their potential. You have the potential to be this. You have the potential to be that. What potential is you, you loving them for what they could be, but not what they, who they are right now. Now, if you want to gamble, that's fine. But if not, then whatever. Uh, but understand, when when you take on those roles and you decide uh, you want to stay who you are, we'll just stick specifically to uh, the foul language. There's going to be consequences. There's going to be a lot of guys going to be completely turned up. You may be cool with that, but they may not see the beauty part of you. They may not see it because of all the foul language. And so that puts people off, just like going to a job. You know, we're still dealing with a, a racist society. And there are perceptions associated with appearance. Everybody has them. You know, everybody has issues with, you know, with superficiality on some point, either the women trying to look better or the men focusing on 
uh, appearance elements as far as the women is concerned, but we all have to understand there's connotations associated with that foul language. If you good with it, okay, but you understand that people are going to judge you. It mm-hmm. is not going to be sexy. It's not. It's not going to be sexy to no man. And I don't know too many men that say, you know what, it turns me on when uh, Miss Sandy or a woman curses and uses foul language like they do. I, I don't know too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know somebody well, who finds fine. that highly attractive. But you know what? You know, you have so many other parts of you. You know, you sh- you should. Those things are probably uh, should be brought to the forefront because I guarantee you, in a lot of cases, curse languages take take away from you. Right, because they well, overshadow. They overshadow the beauty of your personality. So when well, I met a guy, I don't know how when this I met a guy, topic got so personal about me because I'm using well, a lot no, of you, it's you, not you, about you, you. It's not just Thank per you. se about you because when I was when I before I got engaged, I was a a, a sailor, right? And so he told me he was like, you know. Because, um, well, he didn't necessarily tell me what I noticed from talking to him is that he didn't curse when he talked to me. So how am I going to be sitting on the phone or in his presence and I'm cussing like a sailor like I do with my friends and he does not use one single curse word in my presence? Why? Because he respects me as his lady. So, in turn, I gave him the same respect back. So, I caught myself before I did it. And it's not me conforming or whatever. It's me understanding that, hey, he respects me this way, so I'm going to give him the same respect back. I could still be my true self, just not using a curse word. I could still express myself the same way. So, it's, I mean, you have to be willing to it's it's a give and take. You can't you can't take take take. You know you got to give something too. But those but I do realize that it does overshadow because I can be let's say I'm at work and I, it's a lot of little sailors that walk around my job and when I turn around and because I'll turn around and look kind of appalled like dang she said you who. That sounded bad what she just said, but you know it's that's her true self, and that's fine because that's what she want to be. That's not that's not where I want to be. I don't want people to remember me for being that girl that be walking down the hallway cussing folks out. I don't want to be that person. So back to the that the representative, you know, and that and then that ten percent. So. It's a time um, and a place for everything, just, basically. The time and place for everything. Every place yeah. is not meant yeah. to be to be who you are with your girlfriend. Because your people right. that you work with, they're not your friends. They're your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I feel like there is a lot of I there's more times than many more times than I care to want that I recall that I wish, you know, I wasn't sold the representative, that I was sold, you know, the truth. You know, they magnify, you know, a a small percentage of who they were, or maybe I saw the small percentage of who they were, and I magnify that to be larger 
than life. And, you know, and I take ownership in that. But I'd rather deal with the truth so I understand and I not be surprised. So, you know, like our president, Donald Trump, Roseanne, like they show you, they sh- you know what you're dealing with. It's no curveballs. There's no shock value. There's no thing. So it baffles me why people get shot. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> you already see who they are. Why are you expecting anything less or more? You know, this, so I can prepare myself and what I need to do, you know, moving forward so I can, you know, stay focused on the goal. Um, I, I, you know, we got goals to meet, whether you're in a um, a company, a relationship. I just want us to be focused on the same goal. Uh, I would like us to get there. Uh, I don't want to be arguing every step of the way or having to micromanage or having to play mama role to everything or stroke fucking egos along the way. Can we get there? Because if we get there, we're all going to benefit. Uh, if you need well, help, how do you get because, there if you don't stroke egos, though? Because you want your ego because you, stroke. Because it's, you want to be told that you look pretty interest. today. Right? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a vested interest. Your food tastes good. Like, for example, <laughs> no, for example the, on the top of the show, in the hour of the show, you, you mentioned that you went to a convention or a conference where you really felt like, you know, man, you know, I, you know, I, can, I can grow with this in this company. I can see myself in management. And now you're not just doing a job description. You can see how you play a key in making this, organization grow and now you're being a value so no one has to when you when you understand that i my role in this company plays a part of this company's success and then they also understand that i also want to grow in the company so they don't have to stroke your ego every day it's like nick gets it she understands her role she also understands where she can go in this role because we're not here to hold her back you know, so right. when you understand, you understand your value. You understand that I don't have to be pigeonholed to this job description. I want to grow. Now, some people are cool with being in their position. There's nothing wrong with just doing your job and going to fuck home. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But, you know, I'm thinking as a company, as a as a owner, as a manager, and um, I can see the people that they're cool with their job description, don't give them no more, no less. I know where to place them. But I also understand the other um, people on my team that have more to offer and to, more to give, I want to make sure I elevate that and put them in, in situations they can tap into that. And then when you so get good. that kind of support from upper management, you're gonna, those people are going to ride harder for you. They're going to work harder for you. I mean, so that's what? not about it's the same thing that's what they are. So guess what? It's the same in a relationship. It's the same thing. It's about building relationships. So the same thing that you just described with a job is the same things you have to do in a relationship. You do. And and you know what? Speaking of that, we're all supposed to be, uh, uh, Nick said it, we're all supposed to pursue to be better and the best we possibly can. And, you know, that means adjusting to our environment, you know, whether it's place to place or person to person, we have to always be in pursuit of what's the best for us or the best best version of ourselves, which was already mentioned. 
And if you're complacent and you feel like, you know, you don't, you're resistant to change, you're not growing. You just have to have and to grow. Whether you're inside of the I yeah. just say is, is that some people are not they're they're fine with being who they are because I have people in my family they say I don't give a fuck I'm cool you ain't gonna like me I'm gonna sit right here and do what I do you, you know and I'm gonna say this is me my standard not everybody's in a space to grow because they are complacent they are fine about where they are there's nothing wrong with that uh, if you are in a space you want to better yourself ideally we also strive to be better individuals but some people are just happy being who they are whether that's who they are is deemed as negative to majority of people, whether that thing is positive to other people. Um, but, you know, uh, we're not, you know, again, say it, Raider, we're not here to change people's minds. We're here to plant seeds. And um, ideally, like everyone to grow and become better versions of themselves. Um, if you feel like you're compromising so much of who you are to fit into an organization or to a relationship, you may want to question it. But some people rock with that and they do that because that's what they do. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I get it. You know, Nicole, she mentioned, you know, when she was engaged. How'd that engagement go, by the way? But it didn't have nothing to do with that. It didn't have anything to do because we had a, a good relationship. It was just other things came into play, but it had nothing to do with uh, me not cursing because he didn't curse at me. Okay, so but the I, question was, how did that engagement go, by the way? Well, we're no longer together. But my point is, we didn't have anything to do with that. And actually, it was one of my best relationships. We just gave up. Without, we didn't fight for it, but our situation was totally workable. It was definitely workable, and actually, we still friends today. So wow. okay. we just didn't we didn't fight for our relationship. But and hindsight I, looking I, back, hindsight looking back, if I could do it all over again, I would have changed some stuff. Um, I would have fought for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so cute? You miss that relationship? And, and... Huh? Nick, you miss that huh? relationship? Do you miss that relationship? Um, I do, because he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think you might have a chance to revisit it? Um, I don't what know. What would it take? <laughs> I don't, what would it take? It, it's going to take for our kids to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what okay. it's going to take. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he was a really good guy. He treated me well. You know, he helped me to understand how I was supposed to be treated. Um, he always had my back. You know, it wasn't too many things I had to ask him to do. Um he just did it. And mm. so that's why I got one, you know, some of my true understanding of how I'm supposed to be treated. So sometimes when I settle for less, I get upset because I, t- I tell myself, I know better. I know you know better than this. Why would you really, you know? 
it takes two to make it fail. You know, so there's a representative a representative that they saw in me, you know, that they magnify to be bigger than who I really was. So they I think they too that they had a some kind of facade image of who they think I am and then they get with me and that's not the bigger percentage of me. So I just think it's not just ooh, Sandy, you're the blame. No, I think it's accountability on both parts and rushing yeah. the the whole thing because we're physically attracted to each other. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Well, it may, you know, it's, yeah. what is it? So it, it does, does make it sense. It makes sense. sense. Yeah, How I understand where you're coming from. I never what? <laughs> you never agree with me. That's not true. You should never use the word never and, and always. <laughs> no, it does. Um, it does. Uh, it does make sense. I, I see how that works. But you know, I think the bigger picture is you know what resonates with me with you is the fact that you've never been in love, and I I, I would submit that you would have to know what love is in order to receive it. You would have to also be able to give love and be loving. Uh, and I'm not talking about sex. I'm, I'm talking about loving, mm-hmm. that stuff that's deep within. And so if you've never been exposed to that uh, or if you've never had that, then it has to be a reflection. I, I would just think that anytime somebody, even when you're in grade school, you feel like you might be in love with somebody in high school. I don't know. But... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would take a, a, a inventory of what am I projecting, number one. Uh, how good am I in a sense of picking well, up great I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to both of you guys. I, I've met, I've, as far as me and my path right now, I have no problem with who I'm attracting right now. I, 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 I love the, the energy that I'm attracting both professionally both um, romantically, perspective romantically wise, I love what I'm what I'm getting right now. I really do love that, and I'm I attribute that love to me being comfortable with Sandy, you know. And finally, that's all I gotta say. I I'm, I'm at peace of who I'm going to be and where I'm at where I'm at and where I'm growing to be. I'm, I do, you know, I get, I still get guys, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I, was, at, um, I was at Myers, the grocery store here in the Chicagoland area, and, and I, was, I was trying to hurry up and get through, pick a few things because I had to get home. I had to take my son to um, uh, practice. And this guy stopped me, and this night he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He was cute. Oh, excuse me. He was cute, but I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't focused on him. But he asked me for my number. I'm like, mm, okay. I guess he seems cool. Me give my number. So I remember he texted me, and um, he was like, "I'd love to go to movies with you." And this Ned, you want to go to movies? I didn't respond to him. I had to take my son there, and I had doing these logos. I was just doing things. I didn't respond to him. Then um, I was. A client with a client, and he has him texting me, and and it's just, but your phone is blowing. He's you know obviously we talk about our personal lives and stuff like that, 
And I was like, I know, I just haven't texted him. He wants to go to the movies. He's supposed to respond to him. I'm like, okay, no movies. I'm not going to go to the movies. Let's go out to dinner because when you go to the movies, you can't really talk and get, you know, have any valuable conversation. Let's go to dinner. Um, and he was like, well, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go to, you know, let's eat Asian. You know, what, you know, he's like, he asked me what, what food do I like. I said Asian. And his response was, I don't like shrimp. Okay, I'm thinking. All right, fine. You don't like shrimp? Then pick a place. No, I guess I could do shrimp. <laughs> the menu's going to be big. Okay, do you see where I'm going? I had to pause like that for a reason. So I was like, we could pick a place. You know, um, he's like, no, I can eat this. The menu's going to be big. I said, okay, fine. You know, there's um, I live next to a, a, a mall. There's a lot of restaurants there. Let's go. Let's meet there at 730 Friday. We can do that. And he said, oh, in a text message, oh, I didn't think I told you um, my car caught on fire on 55, and I'm out of a car right now. And um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get a car soon. So I'm reading this, and so my only text to him was, "I'm glad you're okay." Then I was done. I'm done, done, done. And I'm done because we all are going through things, okay. And this is something I would rather, you know. I'm glad he showed me this part of him, but I'm going through a lot too. This is you don't have a car. I don't know if you want me to come pick you up. I don't know what this looks like. But this is, no, no, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm so good on this. I, you know, I, you know, I'm good. You know, <laughs> this is not me. This is not what I want. This is not what I want. You asked me what I want to eat. I said, Asian, you tell me you don't like shrimp. Then you tell me that your car blew up on 55 and on your way to the city. I don't know what you want from me, but it's this is too much within the a day of texting. This is I don't like it. Well, tell me what's going good. You said something is going good. What is what is going good well, about the guys going good that you're attracting? That with that situation, with that, and you know, I'm able to identify. Oh, this is not this is work for me, and he's probably a good guy and everything like this. It doesn't work for Sandy. That's just that's just does not work for Sandy. Um, <laughs> you don't put that out there. <laughs> You go with that. If it's good, it ain't going good. Okay. You you do understand you know, how the laws of attraction work. You you, you do understand no, I mean, that. No, 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 no. Laws of attraction. You could a woman can be jogging outside and get raped by a person that she did attract that. So the thing is, is that we have to understand. We can, we have to understand what our tolerance level is. We can cut things off. And some my mother when I was telling her the situation. You know, you should just give him a try. You should. I should just want to see him with somebody. I said he could ask. This is all he. All he got to do is be breathing. That's a good man, girl. He breathing. He said he like you. No, I get it. Um, I'm. I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm just. I'm so good. Um. Hold on. But I got I'm eating, lost. I'm eating, I'm, I got lost. Did you say you don't believe in yeah. the laws of attraction? You don't. Oh yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I don't believe in the laws of attraction. I just believe that. Sometimes bullshit just comes your way, but just because it comes your way, you have the only thing you have control over is how you respond to it. Okay, so you get people that just, hey, can I get a dollar? 
Oh, hey, can I, baby, you look good. Let me just look you. I don't know what that looks like, but you, you know, the only thing you can control is how you react and respond to any situation. You can get a person that, you know, she, he, he or she is in a relationship and they always get cheated on. You know, um, there's, I'm pretty sure there's signs that gave you indications that they are who they are. You perceive it anyway, but when that's they right. do that, you shouldn't be- believe that's a solely a reflection of you. You know, you just, it some is. people are just, no, no, it's not. It is. It's yeah, not. I'm going to tell you the reason why it is. If you're picking the type of guy, one, two in a row, three in a row, always every other guy, and they all cheat on you or beat on you or abuse you, you need to reflect on who, what kind of people are you choosing. Let me reassess what my priorities as far as finding a mate that I'm attracted to. That is you. Well, look, Camille, no. Look, they Camille they may not Kasi. even know each other. Look, hold Camille on, hold Kasi. on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on. Oh, they may not know each other from guy to guy to guy. How is it that these men all end up doing the same thing and the relationship end up the same way? How is it? Mm-hmm. It, it is nothing well, but it's the that you've projected the type of man that you've chosen, not to say you deserve it, because I, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the, there's one constant in all of the men that you've chosen that has failed in your relationship. Just one, you. That's it. How else do you reason? Is that a question to me specifically, or is that a general statement? It's, uh, well, yeah. Well, that would be a question. I was, it was going to be. Yeah, it's a question. I don't see well, I can say this. People do show you who they are. Okay, they show you who they are. You know, you can magnify whatever percentage of their personality to be bigger or lesser than what it really is. But ultimately, people show you who they are. And I was bringing up Camille um, Cosby, which is Bill Cosby's wife. And Bill Cosby is currently serving time for giving date rape drugs to various women over a long period of time, bringing women to the house, having sex with them after, you know, giving them some type of drug. Now, and people will argue Camille had to know about this for a long period of time, but obviously accepted this part of him. Uh, we talked about earlier in the show, Kim Porter, and she's seeing how Diddy rocks and rolls, you know, there's speculations about him being maybe bisexual or, you know, we know he wasn't going to commit. You know what I'm saying? But she pretty, saw a lot of his uh, imperfections and still loved him for him. Um, and was, these are gambling and, and, and dices that we play with people because no one's perfect. Um, as for me, no, I'm, I haven't been in love. I haven't invested my emotions, my feelings to that capacity because to me, the people I love, parents and um, family members and friends, I saw them get hurt dramatically in that stance, you know, by loving to the, to that capacity. And I don't know if I can, I don't, I don't know if I'm built like that. I do. I want to hope to be built like that. So as far as the love, and it saves my my um my um my kids, fathers, they're there financially. You know, there's nothing too much that they could probably want. They want something financially that I can't give. They have fathers they can call 
and nine times out of ten is their dad's going to make it happen. Um, and that's just a level of respect and accountability and stepping up being a parent. But as far as the love aspect, I'm my father's biological father's only child. He loved my mother. My mom's on her third marriage. You know, and my father didn't pay ounce of child support and didn't have my back financially or my mother's back. So, you know, that's that love thing. My dad tells me to this day, your mom's the only mom, your mom and I ever loved. But he cheated on her. Although they married, they had a child. I never made any other kids because I wanted your mother back. I was mm. only child. I wish he made is, other kids. You think love is pain? <sighs> I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't but know do what it is. I do love pain my kids. because it seems like you you associate love with pain. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's not a therapy session about, you know, what by equate of love is. I think we all are in a space um, to be the best we can. And um, as far as a representative, you know, I I pray that we're all able to see the truth regarding and, and give the truth in regards of yourself to an employer or prospective um, mate that we're able to see the truth. And, and like um, Dragon Slayer said, we, we're in comp- we have so many percentages of who we are, so many percentages. And uh, we're not pigeonholed to one aspect. And just because a person may curse, like Nicole was saying, that in her last engagement where, you know, it helped elevate her and, um, modify her language that she doesn't have to always express herself with curse words. But even if she cursed like a sailor, I personally, you know, think she is a very strong, productive, and a great friend, a great woman, even if she were to say fuck, 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 fuck every 20 times a day. But I know she takes care of her business. She has a goal. She knows how to meet her goal. So, uh, you know, I'm just not a Nick. I want to see the end result. I'm not going to nitpick you about how we get there as long as it's legal. We're good. <laughs> we can get there. Let's get there together. We got the same. We got the same. We going to say we got the same goal. So as a relationship, you want us to win. We want to do this life journey together. We're going to reach these goals together. This is what I need from you. And could, you know, let's do your part. I'm going to do my part. Let's go there. You need some help. I got you. If I don't know how to help you, I'm going to pull people in to get, help us get to this goal. You know, I don't know. So I'm not going to nitpick, you know, about hair or weight or whatever. It's not my space or how you curse or how you talk. You know, even with this guy at the, at the, at the Meyer thing, you know, he was more plumper than I usually would date. But I was willing to give it a ch- shot. But I'm not, you know, it's just certain things. I just, I'm not going to just make a plan, stick to it. The goal was to go out to dinner and have a conversation. That's all. Connection. So I'm not here to nitpick anyone, but that's just me. If people feel like you want to nitpick, so we can't even 
attempt to reach the goal. I I don't know. I guess that's that's what it is. It's not my cup of tea, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I think know, we all just need to be committed. Yeah, yeah. We all just need to make ourselves have a personal pursuit to make each other better. And, you know, I know that we get into judging and, you know, opinions and perceptions and all of those kind of things. But at the end of the day, as long as you're on a personal journey to make yourself the best you can be, you know, and not just being settling for, I mean, we we have to do too much as African-Americans to try to be even on par. And so we can still maintain the authenticity of who we are, but, you know, we still have to have that pursuit. You know, be, be the best radio host. You know, be the best mother, the the best student, and not just settle for the status quo. So I don't know, if, you know, where you're at with that, but I think that's what that should be everybody's pursuit. Nick, where are you? She's been on mute. I'm here. What you doing, doing, woman? I'm mothering. (laughs) Mothering? Breastfeeding? (laughs) (laughs) Are you breastfeeding? Oh, no. You were breastfeeding. Are Are you sure? No. Are you? Okay. I don't know. You know, so. I don't know. So you got some mama's boys might be breastfeeding one of these days. I don't know. No, no, no. They they're done with that. They took all I they got, are, you know. They took all you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's all right. You know, you did your part. Uh, I did my part, though. Yes, you did. Hey, listen, both of y'all beautiful ladies. And I just want want to let y'all know that um, you know I appreciate uh, both of you and where you've been in society and the work you've put in and trying to understand different perspectives, being frustrated, having to tolerate unscrupulous uh, individuals and men. And so you 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 keep on keep on working on yourselves and uh, you know just try to make this world a better place through your kids and through yourself. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. It really, really does. I do appreciate that. Nicole, you have any final words? Um, in closing, I just think that we all just need to try to be a better, be a better you today than you were yesterday, or a better, you know, person tomorrow than you were today, and um, just moving forward, um. Just whatever whatever is the best representation of you, put that good foot forward and make it happen. And, uh, you know. And go at your own pace. And go at your own pace. It's it's not at, you know, anyone else's speed. It's at your own. And, you know, work it out. But the thing is, recognize it. Recognize where you need the growth and, and and try to make that happen. Mhm. Good. 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 Ne- next Monday we got Shy and High Five on. We got that's going to be a very interesting show. We got Shy and High Five. Say it radio. Y'all have a great week, prosperous. You know, keep it going. 
Not to say you can't make mistakes. Your bounce back game is more important than all the times you failed. How you get back up and keep it moving. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just said. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it. 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 Just